heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Well, we have gone through the Christmas Eve, 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 and now the New Year's Eve, 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 and it's here. 2015, Al. Woohoo! <laughs> we, we are continuing the gifts. We, we, through the month of December, we talked about the gifts that God gives us, and here, in the very first show of 2015, we are going to extend that one more, one more week, and today we're going to talk about the gift of grace. And for a lot of us, we came up trying to understand what that word meant. And, you know, it was something that people said before the aid and, and all those kind of things. And honestly, before the year 2014, which has now come and passed, when I came into the year 2014, Al, I really didn't have much of an understanding of this word. And I quite often felt a little bit like Chevy Chase's aunt. And so we're going to play a little clip from Vacation Christmas or Christmas Vacation to get a sense of what a lot of folks think when they think of grace. Before we begin, since this is Aunt Bethany's 80th Christmas, I think she should lead us in the saying of grace. What, dear? Grace! Grace, she passed away 30 years ago. They want you to say grace. The blessing. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation with liberty and justice for all. Amen. 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 So last week we were here with Vinny and we had Al and we were talking about that at Vinny's table when he was growing up at Christmas, 21 folks. And so when you said grace, Vinny, what, what were you thinking grace meant? Shut up or you get your head slapped. <laughs> <laughs> Be quiet. Yeah, there was a, a certain matter of grace. How about you, Al? What did you what did you perceive? Well, actually, it was at the first boot camp I was at with Todd when he talked about being fathered by God. I really understood that it was about the ultimate forgiveness. It was like relief that I was finally who I was meant to be. Yeah, I I personally had a tremendous misunderstanding when it came to grace. And I came into the year of 2014 and I'd actually Chris Jones, which was doing a whole series on grace. And he was doing all these things. I was trying to, what in the world does this word mean? And for whatever reason, God had me in Isaiah 61 and I found myself here and all of a sudden it started to come together for me. And in Isaiah 61 is the very verse that Jesus quoted when he was in the synagogue, when they asked him to speak. And Jesus quoted this being sort of his mission. 
And he said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. And this is in the NIV version. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, a release from darkness to prisoners, to proclaim, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And just like you said, there's forgiveness in there and there's a lot of things. But when he said that I'm going to proclaim this, the year of the Lord's favor, I came to understand that that word favor there in the Hebrew was the Old Testament form of the word grace, because grace meaning favor. And so it was kind of when I put it together in the Robbie translation, the RSV, (laughs) the Robbie standard version, I went, oh, I get it. I'm declaring 2014 is the year that Robbie is my favorite. And when that came together for me, and I started to picture what that meant to be somebody's favorite, I started to unwind this puzzle for me. And I remember so vividly when you started talking about, I'm his favorite, and you're my favorite. Isn't it great to be the favorite? Right. And so I've got this other Christmas clip, because we're just coming out of the Christmas season, that it's it's from the Grinch. But here we have a little girl, and as I became to understand grace and the in the royalty, that when you're in the presence of somebody who has grace, that you automatically feel like you're their favorite, no matter what your behavior may have been. And so the Grinch found himself in the presence of a little girl that was showing him grace. And when you listen to this clip, you might be surprised that here is a perfect picture in my imagination now as I see it of what grace looks like. And now the nominations for that who among us who best typifies the qualities of Hoodum and Hooderee, the Whoville Holiday Cheermeister. Do I hear a nomination? I nominate the Grinch! My, 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 what an altruistic daughter you have there, Lou. Thank you. Cindy? Let me uh, quote a verse from the book of Who. Thank you. Ah, the term Grinchy shall apply when Christmas spirit is in short supply. Now I ask you, does that sound like our holiday cheermeister? True, Mr. Mayhew, but the Book of Who says this too. No matter how different a Who may appear, he will always be welcome with holiday cheer. Well, yes, but the, the uh, book also says the, uh, the award cannot go to the Grinch because sometimes uh, things get the lead pipe cinch. It doesn't say that. Oh, no, 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 it does. What page? Ah, uh, oops, lost my, uh, my, my place, but it's, <clears throat> it's, it's in here. But the book does say the cheermeister is the one who deserves a backslap or a toast, and it goes to the soul at Christmas who needs it most. And I believe that soul is the Grinch. And if you're the who's I hope you are, you will too. 
There you have it, Al. So you felt like a Grinch. <laughs> and at some point, Cindy Lou said, you are the cheermeister. Right. You see the way that in spite of Grinch's behavior, she now is going to treat him like the Grinch is her favorite and that she nominates him to be the holiday cheermeister. And so in a funny sort of way, when, and again, is that is God is come to earth and we talked about it all through the Christmas thing. Then now Jesus is saying, Al, Al, you're my favorite and I'm going to nominate you for holiday cheermeister in spite of the fact of, of how you behave because you are now my favorite. Kind of interesting, isn't it? And so, yes, Vinny, you look at me like no. very puzzled. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but no. you saw this in as you were growing up that you, you had on the streets there you had the godfather that were there in the streets of new york right uh, yeah okay well you always lead me into that part of my life <laughs> oh lord yeah that kind of makes you the grinch meister if you're leading him there again uh, well it, it's i think it's it's interesting to note that that quite often no matter in, in all circles that idea of favor and when you were the godfather's favorite you had a certain amount of protection that other people didn't get right well, Robbie, <laughs> yeah, I did. I did only because of my godfather. Right, Ooh. and so when you were sitting at Frank Sinatra's table, right, am I missing something? Holy mackerel, Robbie. Didn't you get to sit with Sa That's Frank Sinatra? That's a blast Sinatra? from the past. Hey, hey, hey big, big Al, I hope we get home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make it, Vinny. I'm the wheel man. But am I right? That's you, what I'm afraid at of. At the Copacabana, where did you get to sit? Right at the front, the front uh, uh, table on the stage. Because? Because who my father was and, well, and, because of. And you were favored. Yeah, I was favored. And that favor is a picture of grace that really took me my breath. And uh, I, the more I thought about it, the more I realized. And, and interestingly, after I'd come across this, I watched a, a Barbie movie. And it was a, <laughs> Barbie was a mermaid. I Lila, know you're excited. Lila has brought so many yes, different wonderful things to your life. This has got to be one of the best shows we're going to do. We're <laughs> going from Godfathers to Barbie. And but see, Barbie had grace. And whoever she came in contact with, she acted like they were her absolute favorite. And she had the stonefish that, that she treated, even by the fact that he had poisonous barbs on him, she still treated him with complete grace and because of the way that she treated him he rose to the occasion similar to the way that when the grinch if you've seen the movie when mary lou nominates him as a holiday cindy lou cindy you yeah well you know your who's much better than robbie <laughs> i know who's who in whoville <laughs> cindy lou nominated that particular who then the the grinch rose to the occasion well one of the cool things to me is in the book of john when, you know, John is first describing Jesus as we now know him, in the 14th chapter of the first verse, it says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. And with my new understanding of that, when you are in Jesus's presence, you feel like 
you're his absolute favorite. You're going to sit at the front table with Frank Sinatra. In other words, you're going to feel like you've just been nominated. That's how Jesus was. And, and, and full of grace, John knew because he'd been around Jesus, and he was the one that Jesus loved. He even described himself that way because what did John think? John thought, I'm his favorite. How many times did he say that? I'm the one that Jesus loved because John himself felt the favor because he was Jesus's favorite. And, you know, 2015, Al, this might be your year. I thought 14 was my year. Oh, I'm sorry. This could be your year, too. <laughs> ah, it's, it's, I'm not it's his favorite Vinny's last favorite. year. So we got so much more. I got probably another 12 Bible verses coming your way along this whole way. We got another wonderful clip with Sean Connery. So stay tuned. So much more coming at you. Go to maskandjourneyradio.org. The part of the Christmas story seldom told is that the baby came to die. Hello, I'm Chuck Swindoll. His birth was an extraordinary event. It was heralded by the heavenly host. But the birth of the Savior and even the life of the Savior, these were only the prelude to the death of the Savior. And this is the part of the story that makes it all fit together, the reason for the coming. The one who was born of a virgin lived a perfect life, then came to the cross. Because sin had taken its maximum toll on humanity, some kind of penalty had to be paid, and the payment was death, the death of the Christ child. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. Amazing grace today on the masculine journey. I'm joined with my brother Alan, my brother Vinny, as we're describing in our sort of last installment of the gifts that we see God gave us through Christ his son. And of course, we kind of saved the best for last, didn't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Amazing, amazing grace. And, uh, you know, when I was you know, coming up for years and years in the church, you heard this word unmerited favor. And as I've really been researching that, I don't know where they get the, the unmerited part, I suppose, because we see ourselves as undeserving, but God doesn't see it that way. So we just go with the word favor. And when you use the word favor, then favorite's a real close by word. And would you think that you're God's favorite to such an extent that he would die for you? Then, then you begin to get the picture. But as we go through and we study that word, which is horus, if you look at the Greek word that's translated grace throughout the New Testament, well, you don't find it just a whole lot in the Gospels. 
But I did want to share where you do find it, because where you do find it in the Gospels, meaning Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's real descriptive of that word favor. And so the first time we find the word is in Luke chapter 1. And it says, And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found grace, actually favor. Thou hast found favor with God. In other words, God is saying, Mary, the reason why you get to have baby Jesus, you're my favorite. So we, we, the first time we see that, that she, and it was translated favor there, that Mary, thou hast found favor with God. And then you see it again in Luke chapter 2. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom and favor. Right? He was a favorite. He was not only you know, if you were around him, he would be your favorite, but you would always feel like you were his favorite when you're in his presence. And then you come into Luke 4. The words which proceeded out of his mouth, and they said, is this not Joseph's son? For if you loved them, or excuse me, words which <laughs> all bear witness and wondered at his graciousness. I'd eventually get there again. People wondered, how could this young man be so gracious? How could they see that in so when you see a lot of movies that show a prince or a princess and they have are referred to as their grace, what you're seeing is that quite often when you're in their presence, they treat everybody like they're their favorite. And that's what they're seeing. And that's how you're going to feel when you're in Jesus's presence. Now, the only couple times that Jesus uses the word is in Luke chapter six. And this is the, the one lesson he's going to give us on grace and the only place we find him using it. And so Jesus himself said, for if ye love them which love you, what grace have you? For sinners also love those who love them. And J Jesus said it again in Luke six thirty three, And if you do good to them which do good to you, what grace have you? For sinners also do even the same. So it's kind of like Jesus is saying, when you get treated like, you know, you, <laughs> like the Grinch might treat you or as somebody hurting you might treat you and you respond with love and favor, like I still, in spite of, and, and we've been there a couple of times, haven't we, Vinny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite a number of times. And I've been there with Al a couple of times, right? Absolutely. But yet... Even after we've been mad at each other, we come back and we respond like, man, Al is still my favorite. I don't think those were the words you actually used. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember you, me using those words, Vinny? <laughs> no, no, it didn't go that way for a while. But when the healing came is when we showed each other what? what? Grace and favor. And favor. And favor. And, and it wasn't long after I came to this understanding. I was watching a movie called Finding Forster, and Sean Connery is such a phenomenal actor. And, and there's a situation of a young black man going to a very prestigious college to learn how to write, and interestingly, the, the same bad guy that, that was in the, <laughs> the, that played sort of the Satan picture in the movie Macadamus, or Amadeus. A Amadeus, I'm glad, he wasn't a Macadamia, <laughs> Macadamia, he was a <laughs> Amadeus, you know, that was going to hurt God's uh, creation. That same guy is now turning on this poor young black man because he's, he's got this phenomenal ability to write and he sees it and once again he's jealous. 
But who jumps in? Sean Connery. And this this is a picture of the kind of grace when somebody important stands up and and is on your side. I'm sure I speak on behalf of everyone here in thanking you for this unexpected visit. The quality of your words is something we should all aspire to reach. (laughs) Mr. Forrester. Mr. Forrester, may I ask, to what do we owe this honor? Professor Crawford, I spoke here today because a friend of mine wasn't allowed to. A friend who had the integrity to protect me when I was unwilling to protect him. His name is Jamal Wallace. Jamal Wallace is a friend of yours? Yes. Yes, he is. I helped him to find his own words by starting with some of mine. And in return, he promised never to say anything to anybody about me. A promise which he kept. Mr. Forrester, while your visit appears to be heartfelt, I'm sure you will appreciate that it will not change or interfere with this institution reaching a fair and proper decision in his case. Oh, there's one more issue here. Those words that I read today, I didn't write them. Jamal Wallace did. has no bearing on the decision concerning Robert. Mr. That, I, as director of this competition, I have final say. Robert, sit matter. down. Sit down. Yeah, he's got to sit down there, Al. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm wondering, and I'm going to put you on the spot to an extent, have you ever been in a position where somebody of great importance, like Mr. Forrester, you know, here's this phenomenal writer, and he's going to stand up on your behalf and say, this guy is my favorite and this guy is worth listening to and this guy has what it takes have you ever had an, a, a situation where somebody that was of extreme important like a you know some a president of a college or something did that on your behalf I, not a president of a college someone far more important in my life but um i let me preface this by telling you how i learned about grace and it was from my wife and she explained it to children, and I heard this, and this is where I got it early in our marriage, that mercy is what is, mercy is when you don't get what you deserve, but grace is when you get something you could never earn or afford or even hope for. That's grace. And that's the, like you said, the favor that comes from something that you couldn't do on your own. Now, that this time was when I was engaged to my wife. And we went to our uh, pre, pre-marriage counseling and we sat down with the pastor for the first time and he shook, I shook his hand, he shook my wife's hand and we allowed her to sit first. And as she sat down, we were beginning to sit and she said, before we go any further, I want to make sure that in my vows it says, love, honor, and obey because I want my husband to know 
that I will love, honor, and obey him because I trust him as the leader of our family. We both stopped mid-squat. We never hit the chair. He stopped at me shocked, and he stopped and looked at me shocked. I looked at him shocked, and he said, son, I believe she's a keeper. And I said, yeah. And I sat down, and I really didn't understand what happened for the next few minutes because all I could think of was this woman who we've dated, we've never been married, we've never, she's giving me complete authority in our relationship, and I haven't done one thing to deserve it. I haven't done one thing to earn it. And now all of a sudden it's there. And I, I was faced with the reality of, wow, I've got to live up to this. I think you were his favorite. Don't you think, Vinny, that Definitely. perhaps um, he was Candace's favorite? How about you, Vinny? Was, did that bring well, I go back to a story that probably uh, the audience and you guys have heard a number of times. Uh, my father was a hard man to get along with. Very hard. He never showed, as what we do now with our children, love. and uh, I didn't even see it with my mother because of the era and what his life was all about. But then he got old and he didn't like my wife because she was divorced. And for 10 years I didn't speak to him. And when he got old, him and my mother, we took him in. Peace was made. And we were sitting one night at the kitchen table drinking a cup of coffee and uh, the coffee Yes, I am from the north. Uh, <laughs> and he looks up at my wife. And he says, he's a man. I never was a man. Well, he just broke me down. He laid so much grace on me that the love that I didn't think I had for him just poured into my heart. And I mean, I, till the day he died, I, I idolized him. Because yeah, I when knew... You I knew that he seen his wrong ways. And when you was, get grace from your father, Vinny, yeah. your earthly father or your heavenly father, that's, 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 that's well, bringing it home. He didn't know it, but it was coming from his heavenly father. Well, what a great way to start 2015. Yes. I hope that we are feeling like we are our father's favorite, our wife's favorite, and, and those kind of things, as we are highly favored that Jesus would come and die for us. We thank you so much for listening to the Mask on Journey. Mask on Journey Radio.org.